If you're an entrepreneur, then the work you do is sacred. And this podcast is here to help you create more money, more freedom, and more impact as you do it. Welcome to Sacred Work, the go-to podcast for women in business ready to learn about sacred selling, sales funnels, and online business strategy. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and let's dive into a brand new episode. Hi, beauty, and welcome back. If you are new here, my name is Taylor Ray. Please call me Tay. And I work with women in business who are wanting to expand out their impact, to make more money, to cultivate more freedom. And I really help with the business strategy side of things, the marketing side of things, the funnels, the automations, all of those beautiful things that, like I said, help us to help more people whilst also getting our time back. And in this episode, I really want to dive in and talk about planning. This is something that I absolutely love. It's something that I just have such a soft spot for planning. I enjoy it so much. I think there's something so soothing (laughs) about getting organized and putting a plan together. It's something that I've loved ever since I was really, really little. I've always enjoyed getting organized and planning things. So it's just something that I really carried through into my adult and obviously my business life. So it's something that I help my clients with all the time. And I thought, you know what, this is a beautiful time to share this episode with you. Obviously, at the time of sharing this episode, we're coming to the end of 2022. And you know what, I'm not going to dive in and go, oh my God, this year has gone so fast. Can you believe it? Like, I think that there's just enough of that. I think that stresses us out when we start to just lean in and go, oh my God, the year's over, blah, blah, blah. Instead, let's reframe it. Let's look differently. Look back over the last 11 and a half, 12 months and really like look at it and go ask yourself like, what have I achieved this year? What am I really proud of myself for? What are some of the beautiful milestones I was able to reach? What are some of the unexpected lessons, things that happened that I didn't know were going to happen, but I'm grateful for it? What are some of the things that have unfolded this year that were such surprises? Maybe things happening that you didn't expect to happen. Maybe things happening faster than you expected them to or things manifesting and coming through for you that you've been calling in for a really long time and they've come in in divine timing this year. Sit down and reflect. I think it's very easy for us to just go, oh my God, the year's over. I can't believe it. But I, this year, I almost did that this year. I saw something on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, there's only 63 days left of the year. And instantly I defaulted to what we all do. And I went, oh my God. And then I was like, no, like, I'm just not going to buy into that. Like, honestly, this has been one of the most filled years of my life. Like, and I really think that that's because for a number of reasons, there's been lots of beautiful things that have really come to fruition this year for me, which has been amazing. But I've also tried to really make an effort to be very present in those things and to really practice gratitude and mindfulness, like in the moment. And I've done a lot of reflection throughout the year. And so I think for me coming into November, December, I don't feel this sense of anxiety like, whoa, the year's over. I can't believe it. Instead, it's more of like, wow, what a beautiful, fulfilled year. I'm so grateful for all of the things that made up 2022. So look, sidetracking just a little bit, but I think it's just going to be really easy to just buy into that. It circulates so much at this time of year that the year is over and can you believe it? And I think, yeah, I can believe it been an amazing year. (laughs) Very grateful and there's been so much. And if this year has been really challenging for you and it hasn't been that amazing, that's okay too. Like allow yourself to feel what you need to feel there and then, you know, reflect on the parts that felt hard. And if it was just really, really overwhelming or really challenging, just ask yourself like from that, maybe what lessons can be learned? What has this year taught you? And then, you know, maybe going forward into the new year, 
what would you like to see coming forward or what maybe from this year has taught you about what you might do differently or change next year? So there you go. That's my little that's my little tidbit on coming to the end of the year and going into a new year. But this episode is actually about planning and it might be for the upcoming month. And so obviously this episode is applicable no matter when you listen to it. You might listen to it in 2025. <laughs> it's not about 2023 or planning or anything like that. Just in general, like it could be going into a new month, might be a new week. You could definitely apply it. It's very broad, but you know, obviously the timing of the episode, if you do want to start planning out what next year is going to look like, then amazing. Enjoy and go through this process. And this process was something that I actually shared with one of my clients the other day. We went through it and it was just, yeah, really beautiful, easy to follow. We went from her feeling all over the place and super scattered and like every single idea under the sun was in front of her and just not knowing what to prioritize to coming out the other side with a really clear plan, very easy to focus forward and to know what to do from here. And she loved it because she was like, this is great for me going into the new month, but I can do this month on month and I can do this going into the next year as well. And something that we actually discussed as part of that call as well was just this beautiful energy that I do feel circulating at the moment where I think there is a really beautiful focus on future focused planning. And I think that this has come about in the last few years where instead of waiting for the new year to sort of plan what that year is going to look like, really bringing that planning into the end of the current year and to start to get a really beautiful vision of what it is that you want to focus on going into the new year, which I absolutely love. I think it's so nice going into a new year with a plan and being really clear about what the focus is. So yeah, if you're listening to this when it comes out, amazing. But if you listen to it later, amazing as well. And you can use it whenever works for you. So I just want to break this process down really simply and really easily. So whenever you're planning anything, but I'm just going to give this, let's just say we're planning the month ahead. I honestly think, and this is like my absolute favorite tool when it comes to planning, the best thing that you can do is just get everything out of your head. I think a lot of the time we try to plan from a full mind where everything is circulating. It feels very busy, like a bit of a cyclone going on in your head. You try to focus on so many different things and different goals and different objectives and little to-dos in the background and other things. And it just feels really messy and all over the place. So I think the best thing that you can do is to really just get it all out, literally brain dump it out. Something that Brene Brown says, and I use this all the time for my clients, I always reference this, but get your SFD, which is your shitty first draft. It stuck with me when I read, I can't remember what book, it might have been Daring Greatly, but I read one of her books and that just stuck with me so much because it's very permission giving, especially if you are a little bit of a perfectionist and you know you want things to sort of just come out of your brain and be perfect straight away. I totally get that. I have found that what's helped for me is that just give yourself permission to make an absolute mess and nothing matters. Whatever you get out first is just, it's clearing space. Like you're just getting everything out onto the page first and foremost, and then we can start to categorize and move things around and actually put your plan together. So that's the first thing that we want to do. And a little caveat to this, a little thing that is important to note here is just focus on planning like one aspect of your life at a time. So if you have a business and you're doing business planning, just plan business, like just do the brain dump for business. Don't go, okay, business and my relationship and my health and fitness and my self-care all in the one because if you're trying to do all of these different buckets, it's going to feel a little bit more difficult and more overwhelming to sort through. So when you are doing your brain dump, maybe there's lots going on in your mind. So maybe you have a piece of paper that is business. Maybe you have one for your relationship. Maybe you have one for health and fitness or whatever. And so you can just get it all out of your head. 
But then from there, just make sure that you're doing the planning based on one section at a time. And then you can individually apply this process across each bucket or each category of your life. That's fine. But just don't try to do planning across multiple categories at once. That is just way too confusing. Like we just don't need this to be any harder. So we want to keep it nice and easy. And so, yeah, get your brain dump out, get it all out. In terms of how I like to do this, I personally like to use a piece of paper first. So I'll just grab, you know, a blank piece of paper and a pen and just work, like scribble it all out, get it all out. My client uses like a, it's called a remarkable tablet. This is a client that I went through this the other day. So amazing. I absolutely love it. I've never seen it before, but she uses it and it's so cool. And basically it's like a pen and paper, but it's digital. So you can write onto it and it's, you've got like a notebook that is digital. So that's really cool. And obviously similar to like an iPad or something along those lines, but you just use whatever works for you. I love a pen and paper, but whatever works, you might just want to go straight into digital or go straight into your computer. That's fine. Whatever works with just getting the mess out. I, from there, do tend to like moving things into a digital version. And that honestly, for me, is mainly because I'm just so nervous that I will like lose things. And I've always been like this. I like to have like a safe copy. And for me, the cloud just feels safe. I know some people will disagree with that. My stepdad definitely will. (laughs) He's always like, what do you mean? The cloud could blow away. (laughs) And I'm like, no, it's good. But I love the cloud. I like things digitally saved. Just makes me feel good. So I do like to sort of take this next step and move the planning and the list making across into Notion is what I personally use. You can use anything. You could use a Google Doc, a Google Table, Asana, just a normal document on your computer, whatever works for you in terms of planning. But Notion is my absolute favorite purely because it's like one big digital notebook (laughs) with multiple books and multiple pages. So it just feels really easy. So basically what I do is I go ahead and I sort of move the list across. And so you might want to do the whole list across and just like get it all there, which then you can categorize it around, or you might want to just categorize straight away. But I do like to just put it into Notion. And you know what? What's really good about Notion is you don't want to like type it all out. You can just take a photo of your piece of paper and then upload that photo into your Notion page. So that can be like your little digital backup, you know, your shitty first draft, but digital can be stored there as well. So that is always a good option. And sometimes I like to do that. If I'm like, oh, I just don't need all of these notes to be typed out. That's a waste of time. But I do just want to have a digital backup just in case I need to refer to it. So that's a good option. Are you looking for a way to get your time back as you grow your business? If you are nodding profusely, (laughs) like, yes, Tay, 100% I am, then you need to set a sales funnel up in your business. Truly, these are the one thing that's going to allow you to really get your business working for you. It is the thing that's going to help you to scale whilst also having more freedom in the way that you do things, serve more people, have more time, make more money. Like that's the beautiful combo. And that's what we're all aiming for. So I wanted to make it easy for you to get started. And I've created a sacred funnel blueprint for you that you can get for free right now. This blueprint is going to map everything out for you. It's going to show you the ins and outs, and it's going to make it easy for you to get started. So If you want to go ahead and download that blueprint for free, just head to sacredfunnels.com forward slash blueprint dash opt-in and you can grab it right now. Then from there, I really encourage you to create these categories and I am going to stick to business in this sense because this is a business podcast 
And I really think a lot of you listening will benefit from having the categories that are going to support the business planning for the next month or the next year. But obviously, like I said, you can play around with these categories if you're doing different areas of your life later on. You know, create your own prioritized categories if it's like a health and lifestyle or a relationship thing, something like that. That's not my area of expertise, so I'm just going to stick to the business side of things for this particular planning episode. So what I got my client to do in the process I like to follow is to break down four different categories. So for your business, you really want to think, number one, what's going to be the things that I'm focusing on that are going to generate revenue? Okay, it's good to have these in mind because at the end of the day, like I always say, you want to make sure that within your business, you're focusing on impact and income generating tasks. Very easy for us to just get caught up in busy work. And I think a lot of the time that's where planning can feel hard because you're like, I've just got so many things. They're all over the place. (laughs) What do I prioritize first? I always think you need to make sure that you're clear on what's actually going to generate revenue in your business first. So make a list of those. So go through your big, beautiful brain dump and everything that you've got now in your shitty first draft and pull out the things that are actually going to generate revenue in your business. Okay, that's the first thing. From there, you want to make sure that you have a category that's based on the marketing or the promotion. So you've got your revenue generating things. So maybe you offer a coaching service or a done for you service, or you've got a particular product or something like that that you want to be promoting in the upcoming month. Okay, that's going to be listed in your revenue generation. Your second category is going to be marketing or the promotion. So how are you going to promote those things that are actually going to generate that revenue? Okay, so making that really clear and listing out these particular marketing activities that you want to focus on over the next month, okay, or year if you're doing a year-based plan. But again, like I said, this is a monthly plan. So you want to go through and list out what are those individualized things that are going to help to generate the revenue within those things that I'm actually selling. And so you list those out as well. The third category that you want to have is your priority tasks. So within your priority tasks, I like to really think of these as things that are going to really lend themselves to the marketing and promotion of the revenue generating thing. So we can see how there's like a really beautiful and clear succinct link between each of these things. The things that you're going to sell, that's in your revenue generation. The things that are going to help you sell, that's in your marketing. And your priority tasks are the things that help the marketing happen so that you can actually sell. So these are things that you need to make sure that you're actually doing in order to be able to promote and then sell your products and your services. Okay, so these are the things that they need to be top of mind. They have a sense of urgency about that. Put them into priority. Then have your final category, which is later tasks. And this is everything else. Everything else can just go in there and you know that it's safely stored. It's in there and you don't need to worry about it outside of that. Literally, you're just putting a pin in it for later. And these are going to be a lot of your busy tasks, a lot of the things that you actually just don't need to be focusing on right at the moment. And you'll just get to them when you get to them. It's not a necessity at the moment in order to promote and sell your products and services. And I love that because it just feels safe. You've moved it away. You don't have to worry about it. You know it's looked after and you'll get to it when you get to it. So I go through and I list all of those things in those categories. And then to take it one step further, I actually arrange them in order of priority. So within your revenue generation, you might have four different things that you want to be focusing on selling that month, but there might be one really prevalent one that is a higher level of income generation. If you're giving your time and energy evenly to those things, which one would generate the most sales? That's the one that you do want to be you know, top of mind, highest priority, because it's going to have the biggest impact on your bottom line. 
So move those into prioritized order. Same thing with your marketing. There might be a range of different marketing activities that you could do. But again, linking them across, what is the marketing activity that's going to drive the biggest impact within your revenue generation? So it's probably going to be something that is linked to that highest income generating offer that you have as well. So create prioritization around that. And you might find that you've got too many things in your marketing bucket to actually focus on in that upcoming month. And if that's the case, that's fine. Like you can just leave it there. You might make it a different color or something like that. Or maybe you can move it to a later task if you want to. But I don't mind if you just want to leave it in the marketing category, but you could just make a little comment or make it a different color. And like, these are ideas for later. You can definitely do that. But again, the whole point here, and this is what I worked on with my client the other day, is really establishing a hierarchy of what your time and energy is going to. Because like I said at the start, you can just have so many things that you feel like you need to be doing in your business. But when you actually zoom out and you look at the list, there's going to be less than a handful of really critical things that you actually need to be focusing on in order to move the needle in your business. Again, impact and income generating. What's going to help to serve more people and what's going to make more money in the business? That is what you need to be focusing on. So you're going to find that there might be one or two marketing activities that are actually directly linked to that highest revenue generating offer that you have. And that's where you want your energy and your focus to be, which then means you can order your priority tasks again according to what is going to have the biggest impact. So you are actually prioritizing your priority tasks. And I know there's probably going to be some that you're like, they're equal priority. They are not. Okay. I know that's going to feel hard, but you actually need to look at them and go, what's actually the most important thing? Like if I only had one hour to work on my business, what would I spend it on? There's going to be something that stands out and sit with it for a little bit. Give yourself time and space and create that prioritization. Later tasks, you don't really need to prioritize because they're later. Okay. So the later task is something that you'll revisit later. So once you've moved through your priority tasks, then you might go, okay, cool. What are my later tasks I need to work on? You might find that it works well for you to the start of every week or the start of every month. You look at your later tasks and you assess what has now become a priority. You know, with time or shift of circumstances, sometimes later tasks can become priority tasks. So we don't just want to like put them in that bucket and ignore them forever and never care about them again. And they just float off into the ether. That's not the point. The point is to put them somewhere where they at the present moment are not a priority, but make sure you do make it a part of your practice to revisit those later tasks and bring them across when they do transition into being priority. And so that's literally it. That is honestly the easiest and simplest way to get planned. And that way you can really see what am I focusing on in terms of sales? What is going to support that sale? So that's obviously your marketing. And then what are the priority tasks that I need to be focusing on in order to promote, market, and sell the product or service that I have? And that should inform every decision that you have going forward into the new months. That should make it much easier for you to get clear about what your week-to-week focus should be. And also, it's going to give you a really good gauge of success. So at the end of the month, when you're assessing, you know, How has the business performed? Where has my time gone? What have I been focusing on? You can really link it back to this initial planning phase and go, did I focus on what I said I was going to focus on? Because at the end of the day, that's going to be everything. You've got a plan. You know what's going to work. You're going to implement it. It might not work as you expected, but you can be honest with yourself as to whether or not you stuck to the plan or whether you deviated. So you can then see like, did the result not come through because I didn't stick to the plan? Or did I stick to the plan, but it didn't create the results that I was hoping for? And if so, what needs to change and be done differently next time? So there you go. I hope that that has helped so much in terms of planning for the month or the year ahead, if you want to take it to that next level in terms of your business planning. 
Like I said, you might want to apply a similar approach in different areas of your life. You will need to play around with your categories and your titles just a little bit, but I am going to leave that one to you. But now I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please do leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. It really means a lot and it helps us out with getting the podcast to reach more people. So I appreciate it more than you know. Thanks so much for spending this time with me, Beauty. I appreciate you and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.